Have you had a rough day in showbiz today? I hope you're not. It's actually a great day for this podcast because we have a man on who is the shit. Let me introduce him right now. Joshua Schubart. Joshua has been seen in projects ranging from small indie films to walking the boards at the Metropolitan Opera. Some of his recent work includes a recurring role in the Amazon series, The Tick, and appearances in Seven Seconds on Netflix and High Maintenance on HBO. His voice can also be heard on a long list of audiobooks available on Amazon Audible, including Blue Summer, Lorelei, and Blaze of Ecstasy. In addition to acting, Joshua is a highly skilled stuntman and stage combatant. He's also the co-founder of the production company Two Ladies and a Giant. Together with his production company, Joshua created After, a series about a widower navigating life and the dating scene after losing his wife. The series starring Joshua is a story of life, love, and rebirth, and streams on IFT Network. Whoa! Hello, wow, Joshua! Wow, you just read the shit out of my bio, man. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you for being on here. So Thank cool. You Thank now you for having you have, so, so much. Uh, my pleasure. You have a wealth of experience. Um, I know you must have some rough day in, in showbiz stories, especially producing, which I always say on this show is putting out many fires at once. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I know you did GQ at one point. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in that. That was that was really cool. That was super cool. First uh, first model on the podcast, actually. Yeah. Welcome. The thing is, was kind of the thing that I just kind of fell into, uh, which was really cool. Um, and that's actually where it kind of be, began. Like, I'm a, a brawn model, which means large, large man with a beard, uh, which, oh. which I totally thought was, like, weird at first. But um, I... I'm a very large dude and I've never been able to find clothing that actually fits my body. Like, like off the rack, like oh. I have to have it like specialty made or like custom made after the fact or like taken in. So to be able to be a person that like other people that look like, like me can like be like, Oh, I can wear that shit feels really, really good. Hell yes. It was so cool. I was like, Oh my God, he, he got made over by GQ and now he's a GQ model. Yeah, it's cool. That's super cool. And so uh, I want to get right into it. What, what kind of rough day, rough days in showbiz? All right. So have I've, you got? I've got a few. So I'll, I'll begin it. with the beginning of my TV and film career. So like, I came from the world of doing nothing but like classical theater. Um, and when I moved back to New York, um, there was TV and film uh, here. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, so I began to do lots and lots of background work. Ah, yes. Just, just so I could learn how to be on a set. And there's this past, pastime when you're doing live theater to um, individually thank everybody in the crew, right? It's just mm. a thing that you do. Um, so I didn't know any better, and I was a background actor, and I walked onto my, to, to the set for the first time and it was for this TV show called The 2-2 that it was a cop show that was produced by Robert De Niro. Um, oh, wow. And it was and it only lasted for like half a season. But I walked around and I just began to like thank all the crew members. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the <laughs> like, and they were all looking at me. And I remember that I went up to... Uh, I think it was the grips and I was like, Hey guys, thanks for, 
thanks for being here today. Like, it really means a lot to like everybody. And uh, they were like, bro, who are you? Like, are you <laughs> part of, like, are you a producer? I'm like, no, I'm one of the background actors. And and uh, they're like, can you just like get the fuck away from us? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So we don't do that. Uh, we don't do that here. <laughs> we um, don't do that. Oh my God. Well, it's that's what they were trying that, to say, say to you. We yeah, don't do so that. It turns out that you do, just not if you're one of the background actors. The lost background actor. Yeah. Happens well, all the time. Well, so like, to their credit, I mean, most people that do that work are, not most, I would say it's a good half and half split of people that are out of their fucking minds and then other people <laughs> that are just trying to like do what I was doing and like trying to understand like what the fuck is happening in this world. Yeah, uh, which I'm both of those things. So I did background, yes. <laughs> I was qualified for background. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I had some interesting times with background. Just um, you start talking to someone you're working background work and you start talking to someone and um, the conversation becomes very strange and you go, I think I'm going to avoid this person for the rest of the time. For the rest of the time. Yeah. And then the more that you worked, you noticed you would see the same like 20 people all the time. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. All and the time. Usually like 12 of them would be crazy. And then you would be like, Oh God, I got to see like crazy Jeff again. And he's over there <laughs> talking like, like, I remember I was doing background on, like, and and I only did it for, like, like a year or two because I was like, I got to, I'm done. I, like, know enough. Um, but I was doing back background for um, the the Spider-Man where uh, Jamie Foxx is Electro. Oh, yes. And there were these three older dudes that have been doing background I, for, like, 40 years or something. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is uh, classic. Yeah, and I was eating lunch or whatever it was that I was allowed to have, and um, <laughs> you know, here's your bread and water yeah. background. There you are. Here's your pig trough of water. You <laughs> freak. Um, thank you. I was like eating you. a bagel or something, and this guy, <laughs> his name, his name was Fred. He looked me in the eyes and he said, "Look at me. I'm your future. This is what <laughs> happens when you." try to be an actor you just do this for the rest of your career <gasps> and i said fred i don't think that's gonna be me but i appreciate the advice and then he was like you know what kid you just don't don't know anything at all this is your future and i was like okay bye i'm gonna go uh, eat in the street <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah yeah i had that i had that uh, when i used to see the older the older gentleman doing background I, I had that same kind of epiphany where I was like, that's not, that's not going to be me. No, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do anything I can do. God damn it. That's not going to be me. I'm, I'm going to do anything. I will turn anything. tricks. I don't care. I'm not doing background. Not forever. No, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's wow. That's so, that's so mean. God damn it. It's like, well, not with that, with that attitude, you're going to be doing it your whole life. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, so that's like I guess that's a twosie. Oh, that's a twosie, all right. That's yeah. a twosie. Um, <laughs> you gotta say, I, I mean, it, background is so. Oh, it, it's what is the word for it? It's like, it, it's like you, you get money for nothing, and people really aren't a fan of you. But the crafty, 
the craftiest. And it's like this weird blessing and curse because it's like you're kind of the bane of existence, but then you get to eat as many donuts and sweets as you want. So yeah. it's it's a weird mind fuck. I don't know. It's it's a mind fuck background. Yeah, everyone hates you and they want you to die, but yeah, but definitely they can't make the TV show or the movie without you. So right. it's like a whole dichotomy of weird. Like when whenever I'm like producing anything, I'm like always really nice to the people that I hire to be the background people. That's awesome. Yeah. Just, I would like, be too. You you can't make you can't make anything without them. You like need people in your world and you can't ask like normal folk to be there for you know 10 hours straight like eat, like eating the same sandwich the, it's like, true that, it's yeah. true i always see like sometimes people post on facebook like oh we need background for this thing and nobody even likes the post yeah and it's like yeah that's that's why we have background you have to offer to to like pay them like gotta pay yeah. them pay because them. a lot of people are like hey we need like 12 people for pizza for an entire day gonna be no, super no, fun it'll be super great you'll just you're gonna sit in the same chair and be really upset it'll be great <laughs> we're dependent on background it's true we need background please background don't hate us no we need I'm you not trying to talk shit about anybody no like, no 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 not at all um i guess this is another hard day on set story that in yeah background but when i was on the tick they're like my like first so that was like my like first like really big big role that i like yeah. broke out on which was really cool but as a result i was on set like you know a lot which is great um so whenever there was like a like large background day i would see like a bunch of people that i used to work with and so oh, there was this wow. one day we, we were doing like a so okay so i actually got two out of this oh my yes God. yes and it was on the same day too which is crazy so um i was we we were like waiting for the like shot to get set up and this guy walks by me and he turns and he does like you know one of these <clears throat> he he does like a double take oh. and like, he's like josh and i was like yeah, hey, hey man hey how you doing and then and he was like are you like an actor on the show and i was like yeah i'm one of the recurring bad guys in the whole thing you know and then he was like oh my god i haven't seen you in like four and a half years i was like yeah i stopped doing background and really really focused on just auditioning and like things like like that he was like holy shit and he he like ruined the scene oh <gasps> because he was talking to me and like i wasn't even in this scene i was just like in the holding van waiting oh. so we walked by by the van and like the ad just like sprints over and he's like what the fuck are you what the fuck's happening and, <laughs> and and like i was like hey man look it's my fault me it's my fault you you, you know because they can't yell at me um yeah so but the ad was was like huh, huh. <laughs> like and like i love the ad like that's not what i'm saying but but <laughs> like um so this guy i was like hey man just go do your just just go do your walk you know we need to get this shots so that we can do the next one and we can go home you know it's great it's it's awesome to see you and that everything was fine but in the beginning of the day my normal stand-in wasn't available for that day um and um they they just had a, uh, this guy come i won't say his name but um we worked together on my very first day of background work 
And I totally knew who he was, but he didn't really remember who I was. So we're like having a conversation, um, like in between takes, like when like he's walking out so I can walk in. Hmm. And I was like, hey man, like, I don't know if you remember me, my, my name's Josh. Like we worked, worked together on this and, and on this and this and this, just like I have like one of those memories. And um, he like took a minute and like looked at me and was like, holy shit, Josh, I do. I remember you. Wow, it's so good to see you. And then he paused. <laughs> they looked at the ground and he looked back up at me and he went, Oh my God, we did background together six years ago. And now I'm your stand in. I'm still doing background and I'm still your, I'm your stand in. And like he, and, and like he began to like have like a breakdown, like right wow. in front of the set. And I was like, Hey man, look, you have to, please, you have to not do this. They will fire you. <gasps> like you have to like be, because if, they think that you're like agitating one of the actors, then they'll just let you go immediately. Yeah. And I was just like, look, man, I know like I, we all need all of our jobs, no matter what they are. Like, please just stop. Like, just, yes, it's fine. You'll be fine too. Let's just, let's just move on, you know? And then we just began, then I just began to like make them laugh and everything was fine. And then everything was fine. But I get that though. I get why it was uncomfortable. Yeah. So what what else do we have? What other kind of rough days in showbiz? Okay, have we got? So it was my first big like one line role for like a major TV show. Ooh. Um, the line was, "What was the motive behind the killing?" I was playing a reporter, and it came in the middle of like one of those big ass like um, press room scenes. Where where you know the cameras just moving around everybody and then I've got to just like what was the motive behind the killing you know I just I just like say it right oh wow um and then it goes past past me or whatever and um I was so excited and so nervous it was my first thing that I uh, I couldn't say my line for like twenty takes like oh. I would say it wrong I would say it like too fast I would scream it really loudly <laughs> like like all of my training and like everything that I had ever worked for went right out the window. Like it got to the point where the script supervisor had to keep coming up to me and saying, hi, listen, (laughs) you have the least amount of lines in this scene. We need you to say your line correctly at, at the right time in the right pacing when the camera is passing by you so we can see you say it. And then she like she 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 was like all of the other reporters in the room, and she pointed to every single one of them oh. has more lines than you, and they're doing them perfectly. Oh, we need you to do your one stupid line perfectly <laughs> for the scene. It was also the last shot of the day. Ah, so I held everybody up for like an extra hour and a half because I couldn't say my fucking line. Oh, um, then, I, then I finally did it and it turned out okay. And then I ended up doing a bunch of improv shit at the end, which they liked. Oh, nice. Uh, but um, it was still like super embarrassing and I wanted to fucking kill myself because I was so excited to do it. Yeah. Um, but then everything worked out okay. Like I was totally like, I'm never going to work again. Like they're, that's exactly what I would be thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're going to call my fucking agent and they're going to 
call the casting director and they're going to be like never call this fucking guy guy in again he's awful and um that didn't end up happening which was fantastic but but what did end up happening was they wanted to bring back reporters for more episodes and they never brought me back again (laughs) uh well you still got that one line though damn it it worked out in the ends i mean like in the long long run so i mean you know if you're gonna have a bad day, I suppose it's that's kind of the best way to have a bad day when you're not really that important and you're and you're easily True. and you're easy to forget. Like if you're one of the leads and you can't speak your lines, then you'll be a lot more memorable. Be like this motherfucker gets paid like a million dollars an episode and he can't say his line. You know, like it's a totally yeah. situation. With that, like I was expelling too much of my energy too quickly, too fast. Like. And that's that's why that that kept kept happening to me. I was too concerned about like when, what, and how, as opposed to how does this fit into the overall plot line and what is my purpose in the story. Hmm. Um, I was totally I so so I was totally thinking about the 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 wrong shit. Um, hmm. it, it has nothing to do with like when I say it, how I say it, or you know like. or or like if it's okay it's does this make sense with the whole orchestra and you know when that went into my head and and like into my body it really calmed me down for everything else that i've ever done um just like knowing where where you sit and and where you exist in a piece is Hmm. so much more important than than like I have to do this right or I'm or I'm never going to work again or you know like or like whatever happens with your head so yeah yeah so that's oh, what helped I love me. it yeah what's well, it again so so that helped me a lot yeah classic rough day in showbiz with a a beautiful lesson at the end <laughs> that's what we're doing that's what we're doing here wow do you want to produce her one absolutely Okay. Producing is hard. I feel like every day producing is a rough day just because, I mean, it's a tough day. It may not be a rough day just because it's so much work, so much to do. It's very worth it. And it's very rewarding and fantastic. Like if you can produce your own shit, do it. Like um, that's some other thing that'll totally calm your ass down too, because then you learn what happens on the other side. And when you have to like, choose people for your tv show or you go go through casting you totally realize that it has nothing to do with how wonderfully talented you you are because you fucking are it comes down to the stupidest shit like your height or your eye color or your hair length or some dumbass thing that i hate but it's just what it what like happens yeah um but um it was like right before week two of payment for the crew and our main money uh producer pulled out of the project um with about 20 percent of the money left to go um whoa and, and we were in the middle of a shoot day when he pulled uh he he didn't give any explanation he was just like i don't want to do this anymore and um whoa. and i was like hey i've got a I'm in the middle of the shoot that you're financing. Um, so we need like, what do you, what the fuck do you expect us to do? And he told me like, never make a project unless you have all the money in the bank. And then I never heard from him again. 
Whoa. Um, so me and my two producing partners in between scenes. So we, so there, so I was the lead in this. This, this is actually for my show after uh, that is out now. Um, I'm in like 98% of it because I'm the lead. So this happened to be a day where we weren't shooting me heavy. It was like the other people's amazing stuff. So me and my two producing partners called everyone that we could possibly think of to borrow money um, for a couple of weeks until we could like get the money back. Um, we ended up not paying ourselves on, until two years later because we couldn't. Um, and we like, we begged people for money and they, and to their credit, they wire transferred it to us two hours later so that we could pay our crew at the end of the day. Holy so we shit. had had, so we had to find um, $18,000 to like pay our people because it was the last pay week Ooh. and we did it. But it was like one of the most harrowing fucking oh my god like, yeah ever. And then I had to go like shoot scenes that I some somehow did. So it was it was wild. It was wild. Holy shit! Eighteen thousand dollars, not three thousand, not two thousand. Eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, because that's that's what was left. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh. And I'm assuming the crew or everybody really never knew. They, was... they never knew. Um, That's crazy. I, I told one of the camera ops about it, uh, like, honestly, like two months ago. And like, he was like, holy shit. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you almost didn't get to eat that week. <laughs> and neither did I. Yeah. Wow. It so it's like, you kind of just make it happen when you're, when you need to make it happen, you just kind of do it. It's hard and crazy, but you just kind of make it work. No wonder. No wonder you're not nervous anymore. You're not forgetting the one, the one, well, you, you probably don't even do one liners anymore because now you're doing bigger parts, right? But yeah. now you're, uh, yeah, it's after that, you know. It really settles down. Like it makes you realize, like, hey, like everything else is just fun. You just have fun and then kind of handle any like larger crap that happens so man producing it's wild but i love it too just just because like you like and i also like um i write all of my crap that i produce for me just just because like there's there's not a lot of large men content that like isn't like they're stupid or they're rapist or they're gonna punch you in the face so i try and make content for people that look like me larger dudes that also have have like lots of emotions that are like mm. beings. um not just kind of a one note yeah otherwise i wouldn't i mean not that i don't love all of the work that i do that's not what i'm saying oh I, yeah no like, um need to emote every once in a while yeah <laughs> yeah not just not just stock characters <laughs> there's yeah, a well, person there there's an actual person really good. that's great Oh, and man, then I'm... I'll do one more that's kind of funny. And then I don't have to do any more. I, I, I have like a lot of them. No, keep going. Plenty of time. Honestly, right, plenty cool. of time. 
So I, so I work at the Metropolitan Opera a lot, and I do their hand-to-hand combat and their sword fighting work there. And I was doing a production there called Lady Macbeth of Mensengs. Men, Men, All right, cool. And um, so it's like an adaptation of Macbeth, but from Lady Macbeth's perspective, but it's ah. also like... Um, and the lead opera singer had worked into her contract that her husband who is also an opera singer has to do one of the performances um as the lead male right so Mm. this show was an extremely complicated choreographed fight thing constantly with like movement and us like the like actors like carrying opera singers like overhead pressed over our heads and doing all this insane stuff um we got one rehearsal with this guy um because that's how it happens with like an understudy so the show is so complicated and this guy bless his heart he's the nicest guy ever that's not like he's a fantastic guy but he didn't know what to do like you know because we only had one rehearsal plus he has really bad psoriasis like oh yeah so in order because he was embarrassed by it so they put makeup all over his body so he was real slippery (laughs) so there's this point where we have to overhead press him and like slow motion carry him and her into their beds like 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 they're like floating through like 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 a crazy dream and this dude was so slippery that we kept having to re, you know, catch him. And he kept like falling on our necks and our heads and like just real bad news. And, oh. and it was a double raked stage. So it was like, you know, like it was coming down like this and then it came down to a point like that. So you you're already trying to work out. Yeah. You're like going, it's like the half pipe. Like, <laughs> yeah. so wow. that was awful and then i had to do a hand-to-hand fight with him and right before we went on because i had worked with him earlier like i i was supposed to uh, i played a cop and i was supposed to beat his ass and then arrest him and i was like listen i've got to punch you in the stomach what you don't do and what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to put your hands over your stomach but if you put your hands over your stomach i'm gonna punch you in your bones oh And you don't want me to punch you in your bones. You don't want anybody to do that because I can potentially break your hands or your wrists. Not that I'm going to oh. punch you really hard, but there's there's like a motion that you do when you punch a person in that area where it's like you you hit them to to make the noise, but mm-hmm. you roll off. But you need to be able to hit it hard enough to make the noise, and then you roll roll off. Mm-hmm. But if there's so anyway, so he he put his hands there, and I didn't know that he did. So I punched him in the in the bones. Oh my and, god! And like it wasn't light either. Like I punched the shit out of him to the point <laughs> where he was like ah, like like he was on stage like ah, and I and, <laughs> and I had to then you know put his hands behind his back and then put him in handcuffs um, <laughs> while he's like my hands and I'm like and. <laughs> And then I'm like whispering to him. I was like, I told you not to, not to put your <laughs> hands there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I shouldn't be laughing at that so much, but 
It's just the noise. My hand, my hands. Oh. Punch me in my bones. <laughs> I told you I would punch you in the bones. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. To his credit, though, I mean, understudy work is daunting. Just the oh. idea of it is daunting to me. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever do it because it's like, I can't imagine being an understudy for an opera. Yeah. Like, an opera of all things. At the Metropolitan Opera. Like, holy fuck. I don't know. Like, like there, there are plenty of people that do and God, they're, they're, they're amazing. But I, I haven't seen anybody have to do what was required, like in this show, like everything's yeah. really complicated but this was one of the most complicated shows that I've, that I've ever been a part of there. So the understudies really, like our understudies, we had like four extra understudy rehearsals a week um, where we had to get people like totally ready just in case because we could have gotten hurt because there was so much crap going on. Yeah, um, that's scary. That's very scary. And so do you have any other rough days in showbiz? one more opera story um perfect so, yeah i was so i was uh doing combat for this show called prince prince igor prince igor it's a russian opera that's about f almost five hours long um, <laughs> Christ. and uh it is a wild time of craziness and they brought in this really amazing director from the moscow art theater um, oh but he didn't speak English very well, so we had a translator. And um, um, and over there, you rehearse an opera for a year, and then it goes up. Whereas in New York, you're lucky if you get, like, two and a half months. Um, and, mm -hmm. and that's with, like, everything. That's, like, Broadway, too. Uh, you just kind of, like get it up and then it's up and it's awesome and that's just kind of part of the skill set so he got extra time in august like before the met even opened so we we had three weeks of rehearsal and and we rehearsed the first five minutes for three weeks and then Whoa. we and then we we came back for extra time like for, for like the normal time and then he redid everything for the first five minutes like i this is this is how long it took. I sprained my ankle because I was going over a commercial in my head and I was walking <laughs> off the train and I fell down the stairs oh. and sprained my ankle. So I sprained my ankle and I was out of rehearsal for two and a half weeks. They rehearsed the first five minutes of the opera for two and a half weeks. I was back on my feet and back and 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 back in rehearsal and missed nothing. Wow. But here's the weird part of it. I mean, other than all of that, the Russian director liked to ride around on my shoulders during rehearsal. That's um actually that's probably harassment. <laughs> it definitely is harassment, but <laughs> but, but it was before. Uh, you know, all all that stuff started to actually like be a thing. Um, so, so he wanted he liked to ride around on your shoulders. How yeah. did this go down? He would be standing on the stage, and you'd be below the stage, and he'd be like, "Hey, come over here." Yeah, he would do this thing to me where like he would be be like 
is it okay if I touch you? Right. He wouldn't, he would ask. And uh, then I would go, sure. Like if it's for the show, sure. So, 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 so like I was always involved in like a lot of the action. So he would show the other opera singers also from Russia that um, like what would ha- what they'd be doing to me. So he would hit me in the face, <laughs> like things like, like that, but like he would ask first, but because of the language barrier, I never knew what he was doing. So like, <laughs> So, so like, he would be like, can I touch you? And I would just be like, okay, here comes. Oh, so hitting in the face was part of the opera. It was something that they were doing in the show. It wasn't supposed to be like hitting me in the face, but like, so there was a part of the opera where I was holding a giant pickle on a fork and (laughs) I was, yeah. So there's this whole thing, (laughs) this whole thing. And um, there was this part that they worked it into the music score that, all the music would pause and I would have this big laugh moment that was really funny and like okay. laughs from, from the audience. And the lead Russian opera singer fucking hated the fact that I got such a big laugh and I wasn't an opera singer. Oh. So he's supposed to, so in, so they worked it into the choreography that like he would like push me in the face out of the way because I was laughing and like, he's the head of the military and everyone's drunk. I see. But opening night, he put his hand in my mouth, oh, grabbed the side of my face, and tried to like twist my head and neck back to like I I'm assuming to kill me. I don't know what. Oh my god. Do, but I actually had to like punch his hand out of my mouth and pretend that nothing happened and continue with the show. That is uh, horrifying. So there was a lot of that during that show. And, and then him getting on my shoulders is like, there was a part where there was a, a wonderful member of the chorus. His name is Greg. And uh, he was a much shorter human being. Um, he was probably like five, five maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the director thought it'd be really funny if he rode around on my shoulders um in the beginning of the of like one of the big crazy fight scenes because i'm so big and he's so little it's funny to look at blah 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 so he said can i touch you and i said okay and then he said come over here and then he just leapt up on my shoulders and uh then said run around run around and so i ran around while he was laughing and clapping his hands and all this stuff and that happened a couple of times and he really liked that a lot he really liked to ride (laughs) me around (laughs) That is so odd. Yeah, but the opera singer that I was actually performing with uh, bought me a nice bottle of whiskey because I never because I never dropped him. <laughs> so that was, yes, that was nice. Oh man, what a what a strange world the opera. It is. Well, what kind of projects do you have coming up? Um. Well, so I'm always working on a, on a new audiobook now. Um. I now work exclusively with a production company that has me doing audiobooks until I don't want to do them anymore, which is really cool. Wow. Uh, and uh, so I've, so I've, I've, I have 11 out now. There's four more about to come out and I'm working on two at the moment. That's a ton. Uh, it's a ton and it's great. And it was really scary at first. Um, I, you know, doing audiobooks to me uh, was terrifying. Uh, like I'm, I'm an actor, and you know we're we're like always like yeah, sick. I'm totally gonna play like a thousand roles and also be the narrator for for a book. But I was also like, how the fuck do I do that? Do I play women too? Do I do 
yeah women's voices children's voices and um i just started doing it and just having fun with it and i was like yeah i am gonna do all these voices and have a great time and and that like really mm. like took the whole like mystery and like potential pain out of it because mm-hmm. it's like just have fun and do great work and you you feel kind of like horribly schizophrenic because you're always acting with yourself um and like you're always speaking to yourself as yeah. as like other people but it's really great work too for like an actor's like characterization training because you just gotta you know keep it up and you got to keep it consistent which is really cool yeah interesting my tv show after um premiered in the beginning of may um after which you kind of um read out of my bio in the beginning uh it's about a guy who loses his wife um and has to move back home with his parents on long island and his friends and family trying to get him back in the dating game uh so it's a comedy and, and it's also a drama and it's it deals heavily with like mental health and what that means and what that looks like and what a person uh, that is har- horribly depressed and wants to harm themselves and how they walk out the other end of it, not perfect, but better. Um, and I'm really proud of it. And it's on a place called IFT Network. Um, you could watch it on any of your devices. Um, first month is free and my oh. entire show is up there now so you can watch the whole thing but there's so much great other indie content there so so they specifically acquire really good indie work so there's movies sports tv shows um recorded theater and there's really nothing else like it out there it's a really cool platform um that is so cool yeah and it has my show and I love after um, it's it's won so many awards and now that people actually get to like watch it it's really it really resonates with with people and that's really special. It sounds great. I mean, the, I saw the trailer online. It looks excellent, and I am I am actually going to uh, subscribe to the network and watch it because I want to watch it. Uh, I had actually asked you earlier if it was on YouTube because I I really do want to watch it. I said ten out of ten would binge it looks like a great show um and where can people how how can people follow you are you on social media how can we follow your your show and all your happenings so on instagram and twitter i am at josh underscore shubart um i do most of my like talking about stuff on twitter instagram is just going to be like pictures of stuff um um, i have a website it's joshuashubart.com um, and I'm on Facebook again, and it's all promoting like acting and that's it. Uh, but that's just my name. You can look up my, my name and I'll pop up. Hell yes. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. This was so cool. Awesome stories. Classic rough days in showbiz. Thank you again. Thanks, dude. This was so much fun. Mr. Joshua Schubert. Woo! Beautiful.